Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you, too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. You, you gonna go on? Listen, you are, <clears throat> I had about enough We got enough sponsors, me. brother. I get to that when I get to that. So what you had enough of me about, nigga? What? <laughs> a lot, nigga. I, what the fuck is a lot? What you talking about, nigga? I, I seen you on Saturday. I'm back. I'm seeing you again right now, nigga. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, nigga. I want to see you like that. I, wanna, I just want to see you on Mondays, Jack. Nigga, yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to see you on Monday. <laughs> Yo, in case you've been under a rock of smoking rock, you now tuned into the Personal Party Podcast. I am V Kush God Smoke Dizza. On the um on the right of me, I got my good. I look. You know, I, I I'm not good with introductions, but I'm going this this. I got a I got a roll. I got a roll of red carpet out for this one. I I got my mother. This is not a guest. This is not company. I have my family in this motherfucker. So right now, this is this is Soul Food Mondays, and when we sitting at the table right now with day. with with one of the greatest human beings that I have had the pleasure of knowing since I was about 13 years old. Um. I can't remember a time this nigga wasn't in my life. The motherfucking <laughs> legend, the guru, <laughs> my motherfucking brother, damn. way knowing this motherfucker, Wayne man. Up, What's man. up, y'all, man? What's damn, up? y'all, y'all make me feel good, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Yo, one thing I say is that I always get good intros. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody, never give me no half-ass shit. I be, I be so happy. I be saying it like, damn, like this, this. That <laughs> nigga didn't even say my name yet. <laughs> oh nah, yeah, and I got this nigga show bro. Yo, Dick, what's up? You ain't say my name. No Your yet. name is on the front of the podcast with me, bro. I'm tired of announcing you, bro. <laughs> Niggas Yo, already know what it is. Show bro, bro, what's your name, is, yes, man? Sir. God damn, man. That's good. We doing man. all right, man. We doing a little better here, we, man. How we doing better? Cause my eyes. <laughs> See, you, you feel I, it. I feel like you insecure. Like allergies is crazy over there. Stay over there. Nigga. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. No, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be here if you ain't take that COVID test. Yeah, I'm, I'm straight. I'm yeah, straight, all right, straight. nigga. Now, enough about me. And that's a nice little outfit you got on. Dude, go ahead. Oh, yeah, shout- yo, no fake love. I appreciate y'all. They showing love, my nigga. That's your heart. Yeah, I'm saying. No nah, fake I love. asked you to stand up the game. I'm standing up, man. I'm showing them the fit. Don't look good. Sit down, Dick. You, you, you look like a mannequin, man. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to look like. All right, sit down, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no fake love. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas got yo. Like this that. nigga turned. Niggas done turned this nigga into somebody. I don't even. This nigga is giving you drops. Want me to say it's you? This nigga's doing drops. You want me to say it's you? Me what? So hold on, hold on, time on. I ain't been somebody before this. Those smoke. Now you was always somebody. Why you act like I'm just, I was just a nigga. On the I'm talking phone. about like, somebody. Oh, I'm talking about <laughs> this nigga be wildin', bro. Now, like, I'm talking. I'm talking about somebody. Um, important, notable, notable, notable. That's notable. different. You know what I mean? Man, it's I'm trying, different. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's Spe- a new wave right here. Speaking of notable, because I don't want to talk to you. Go ahead. <laughs> I talk to you enough. Go 
I want to talk to my brother. It was good. Cause man. I, you know, what I mean, I don't talk to my that's brother good. enough. I you know, feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. It's, it's been, it's been a journey, bro. That's something to say the least. A journey is shit, man. Been through a lot. Who we is today, you feel me, bro? A whole lot. I know, you know. I got. I kind of got to start from the beginning, but I'm gonna be all over the place. That's fine. It's cool. But I remember <clears throat> riding the C train with you every morning. Yeah, I knew I was. I was either no. I was actually late every morning, so that's how I would be able to ride the train with you. Right, right, right. That's a fact. And I would get off on 59th. You'll get off on 50th Street. Sometimes I'll get off on 50th Street with you just to keep yeah. the conversation going, and then walk. Or figure my way back to where I had to go to get to school. Right. But I always had these conversations with you about what we're doing right now. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we manifested our lives. That's a and fact. What this dude. shit is. That's crazy. It's like I be thinking about that shit all the time. Like you know, I think about any time a person that's in my life or I've been around, I always think about like how long I known them, the conversations we had, all that shit. And like me and Desert, bro, we had like every day. Just talking about one day what we would do. Cause when I was in a I wasn't even in the music. I was in the mailroom delivering shit. And then after school, like it'll be we get on the train in the morning or after school. Mm-hmm. I always wait for you. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I wait for you. We get up, then we'd be in the train station. We'd be in the train station talking before we even got on the train for <laughs> mad long. Like, yo, we be we be on the Oh, like we we used to be um like on a train. This one? Oh, this one. My fault, my fault, my fault. So, yeah, we used to be, um, you know, on the, we'd be in the train station for like an hour just talking about, yo, man, like, yo, this is what I want to do. And he'd be telling me, yo, this is what I'm going to do. And I'd be like, yo, whichever one of us, like, make it first, like, we just got to pull each other up. And, like, slowly but shortly, I started making the transition into that shit. And then there's a follow, like, soon after. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't that far off, you know what I mean? But it was like... I feel like when he started to have his moments was a little bit later, but like he, I would just come back with the information. I, I come come to the hood with the information like, yo, this is what I'm doing. If you want to do it, you got to do it like this and da, da, da. And then like they would just take it and run with it. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. You was in the mailroom with Sheree Bryant, right? Who? Sheree Bryant? Sherry. No, 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 no. No. I was in the mailroom. When I was in the mailroom, Sherry was working at Rockefeller already. Right. So I was the reason why I think I even succeeded in that mailroom shit was because like it was it wasn't just me there like like when I tell my story it's like I kind of skip over all other people that I was in there but it was like a lot of do I was the youngest person in there you know what I mean like I had got that job because I had dropped out of school and shit and my mom was just like yo listen like you can't if you're not going to go to school you can't just be in the house all day doing nothing I'm coming home cooking you just here all day like you got to do something mm-hmm. and then she wanted me to stay out the streets and shit because when I was in high school, I was getting into a lot of trouble and Yo, shit. Didn't you go to King? Hell yeah, I went to King. See, we, you know what I mean? He, he went to King. That yeah. he went, King was, King bro. and Dice, we was, it was the Bloods and the Crips. It was Malcolm and Martin. That was yeah. motherfucking. And Westside. And Westside. Westside West yeah. was where they kicked. What's the no Park West? Park West, Park West, though. Park West. Park West. Didn't you go to Park West? Nah, I went to Dice. You I went, went to, to Park West, I, I feel like, um, for you, night school. For real? Yeah, I, I went, thought you I went went to, to Park West. Nah, I went to the Dice. Yeah, but Park West was a danger zone too, though. Yeah, all them schools. Was, yo, it's just the '90s was like a a crazy time, man. Like you know, it's not. I ain't gonna front. A lot of people from our era act like like we know so much, but our time wasn't no different than these teenagers. That's a fact. The only thing we have like now is just like we have t- we have social media and, and and I mean they have social media and we didn't, but like. A lot, like a lot of like this morning, I had got a call. Like one of my my son's teammates on his basketball team caught a charge. This kid's fourteen years old, 
And I'm I'm like, that's not far off from shit that my friends was doing. Not that I advocated or not, but it's just like it's a cycle of shit that just keep going on, going on, going on. So like me getting in the mailroom, I was the youngest dude. Like it was all the dudes that was in there was in their twenties and shit. You know what I mean? But the people upstairs, they just was more receptive because you know dudes in their twenties that's working in the mailroom in the music building is most likely trying to rap or like they ain't as. I was the young kid in there. I would help out. I would, you know what I mean? And you had connections to the streets at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even. The crazy thing about it is, is like when we was kids, we didn't call it the streets. Like That's we just, right. we just was. It just was life. It you was know what I mean? Life. Yeah, right. like right there, where you from? yeah. It was like I never when I when I was a kid, I never looked at it like yeah, I'm in the streets. Like I just was. I would go outside. You know what I mean? It's like you. I moved to Harlem when I was 12 years old, so it's like. But I always was coming to Harlem because my grandfather lived on 42nd and Edgecombe. And then my aunt had got a crib on on 33rd and 8th. So, like, I will always be down there and shit. But then when we moved there, it was totally different when you open up that door by yourself and got to go outside. You got to figure out how you, what's your route when you're making it home? Who the people you're you're meeting? Who the fuck you talking to? Who you playing ball with? Like, ball is with, ball and just, just want to have fun is with just bridged us all together. From me, Dizza, uh, fucking T-Rex, Mook, Nim. We always kids going to Graham's tomb. Dizzy was battling grown men when he was thirteen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's how we all met each other. Cause we, bro, if we would have had, if we would have thought about camera, me and them was talking about that one day. I said, bro, if we'd have had cameras, you know how much money we'd have made. Oh that's my god, documented all that, bro. You, I'm talking about like, imagine Mook, twelve years old, battling a grown man and Mace's standing right there watching. That's crazy, my nigga. That ass, bro, like. Kissing them niggas standing there, like looking like, oh, who are these little niggas? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So we just, I, I just looked at it as just, I, it wasn't like street shit enough. And I just was, you know, outside and as a kid and just making r- wrong decisions, figuring out how to do right by doing wrong. You hmm. know what I'm saying? So, how did you transition from out the mailroom into, actually, before we get to that? Yeah. Before you got to Rockefeller, wasn't you with diplomats first? Nah. How did, how did that work? I got... no. Nah. So, the shit, the diplomat shit... Because I'll I be skipping over that, too. Because it was really short. The thing was, it was... um. I... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again. Because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. When Cam and them first got there, I was interning at Rockefeller, but I didn't even know what interning was. I just was going to the office every day. And I didn't really have nothing to do. It was just like, shit boring. Like It's like, (laughs) yo, go get this nigga food. Go get this nigga sneakers or like just make copies of this email and take it around. It's just boring shit. So one day, like I was I was standing in the hallway and Cam and Jim walked in and it looked like they just was arguing about something because they both had on a sick face. And then Cam was like, he's like, yo, shorty. He like, yo, yo, how much money you making here, yo? 
I was like, a hundred dollars a week. He said, "Come to diplomats. I pay two hundred dollars a week." I swear. So I was like, I'm like, all right, cool, right? So at this time, I don't have an allegiance or a loyalty. I'm just trying to figure out how I can make a career for myself. So, so. I, I um Cam gave me his number. I remember I'll never forget that day, bro. I came back to the block because I used to. I'm from the east side, but I hung on Dizzle Block all the time. Okay. So I came over there. I'm telling Angie, and I'm like, "Yo, this nigga Cam gave me his number." I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy." I'm call, I'm calling him. Everybody listening. Nobody like he was answering this. Shit. I'm like, "Yo, he gave me." So the um, uh, the way the camp shit happened was well, the way the diplomat. I was working for diplomats for a very very short time, but the way it happened was, um, it was this dude. I'm sorry, but I forget his name. But my mom, she a job developer. And she worked for this company called Strive. It was like this company on the east side where, like, you know, it, it, it creates, like, job readiness for the for the youth. So it's like, you know, you come into this place. You don't know how to handle yourself in an interview. They teaching you how to speak. They teach you how to, yeah, they teach you how to look in the person's eyes, shake their hand. So I had all these skills growing up. So my mom, it was this dude in there. That my mom had help. He had just came home and he and she helped him get a job, get on his feet. Mm-hmm. So every time he see me, he just, oh Wayne, what's up, man? How you doing? How your mom? Da, da. Mm-hmm. So he like he was from from um from uptown. He from like Cam Block. Okay. So you know everybody always asked me like ever, ever since I was a kid, what you doing? Because niggas always wanted to make sure I wasn't still doing the same bullshit I was doing when I was like early in my teens. So he was like, yo, I said, yo, I said, I'm, you know, I'm at Rockefeller, but um I met Cam and Cam um he said that he would hire me. So he called. He called Cam. I was with Tone. Remember Tone? They used to be on the block. He's that the first nigga with the spinners and all that. I always was around like I always was around like older niggas that got money. I don't know like older niggas that was getting money always like would pull me around or just keep me around because I never was doing too much. Because you was fly. Now I was fly. I was definitely. Yeah, I had the new drill. I always kept the new mics. But that's because I, you know, I like even with hustling, I would never like because there's people. You know, every time you say who you are, it's a hundred people that be like that nigga ain't who he is. That nigga used to eat cheeseburgers. Like, yo, you be like, you be like, man. This, that nigga used to eat spaghetti. That nigga ain't even like that. That be the dumbest shit. So what I'm saying is, is like. I never was like I never was no big hustler. I I grew up on a block where like a lot of niggas on my block was getting money. And what I would do is I would go to like other blocks that I hung on and just ask them, could I do this? Could I do little little stuff? And because I I never really I didn't want to risk my life going to prison for a long time. So I would do the most minimal shit that I could possibly do that would give me the lightest charge. And I would that's how I made my money. So uh, older niggas used to always like watch me and have me around. But um I was with Tone and the brother I'm telling y'all about. He was in his car and I was riding with Tone and I'm telling him what I'm doing. He like, Cam say you gonna hire you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. He calls Cam. He like, he put him on, cause I kept calling nigga. I couldn't get him on, on the phone. He had him on speaker. He like, yo, he said, yo, you know, um, that kid, you gave me a number, his name Wayne. He from the east side. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he be in the office. He's like, yeah, he's like, you told me you was gonna look out for him. He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, he like, yo, look out for him. His mom, he like, when I came home, his mom took care of me. You know what I mean? Like his mom helped me get on my feet. So he's like, yo, be like, I need you to reach back out to that kid. I'm like, all right, boom. I forgot where I was. I was going to do something for Rockefeller. They sent me on like this um this A&R thing in D.C. And I was getting on a plane and somebody called me like, hey, my name is such and such. I work for Cam. He wants you at his apartment on Monday at this time. I'm like, all right. So my first job and only job at Diplomats was fucking, what was the, what CD was that? The, um... The 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 mixtape. Nah, it was the mixtape. Diplomatic the, Community, Volume One. The shit with K Slay. 
Not that one. It was the the second one, the one that had them the the paid and full scene on it. Okay, 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 okay. So okay, my okay. my my Cam had a, like a condo in Jersey. This was my job, bro. I went to his um, I would go to his uh his crib, and just sit in there and burn CDs all day and package them. I do that shit all day, but then that shit got boring. So you was bagging up. Bagging up, but no, the crazy thing was Cam, Cam ain't paid me because I could never. Yo, bro, he was the hottest nigga on the planet at that time. So you couldn't track him down. I never could track, but I say one thing about Cam, bro. I, I had stopped doing this shit, and then um, I asked him. I said, "Yo, Cam, I never got paid." He's like, "You stopped coming to work," and I said, "No, I worked for this many weeks." He said, "How many weeks you work?" I said, "Like it was like a month." He's like, "How much I owe you?" I said, "You told me you was gonna give me uh, two hundred dollars a week." He went in his pocket and gave me the shit. Real nigga shit. And gave me the shit. So I'm always like, I always appreciate Cam, bro. Like that nigga was like, he. I fuck with Cam. You know what I mean, I fuck with Cam for real. Oh nigga. Yeah. So from there, how did you get to Rockefeller? The Rockefeller shit. Well, you know, I was in the mailroom, and the crazy thing about it was, remember when we, remember when Backstage came out and all of us went to go see it? Of course. So. Yo, all of us went to yo you, Raheem. We took, we took a field trip. Bro. We took a field trip. The whole block. Raheem brought me. Raheem brought before my birthday just passed. Raheem bought me the um the vinyl of that shit. Oh, that's, that's fire. That shit fire. My best friend. Yeah, he bought that's me that shit. That shit changed the game, dude. So we all like me. This like everybody from his block. We went to go see that shit. And when I seen that shit, I was like, wow. Like I was blown away. And then um I got the mailroom job like months after. I can't remember when it came out. I got the mailroom job months after. So that's crazy. After you seen backstage, you got the mailroom job. It stars aligned for me, bro. Like stars really. I, I really say like you know, that's crazy. like I ain't gonna call it luck because I put a lot of work in. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of work in, but I ain't gonna front, bro. If you position yourself, like if you just think shit, like if you really think and believe or can see something past the shit that don't exist. Like, I'm so talking fine. about, like, bro, everything that I've ever done in life was all shit that never, it wasn't in my, like, it wasn't in my immediate sight. That's real. You know what I mean? It wasn't in my immediate sight. It was like shit like, we dream, me and him used to talk about shit. Yo, I can't wait for the day. Man, I'm going to have me a chain, a car, because that's all we wanted. Like, we, we didn't even give a <laughs> fuck about bullshit. Because <laughs> that's what you see as a young Yeah, because, like, he, I come from a block that get money. He come from a block that get money. So yes. all, we just watching niggas like, like the girl, like, bro, all I wanted was the girls that like me. That's I'm it. Same. That's it. So and, and 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 the means was the flyest car, the having the new sneakers, having the this, having the that. So like, um, my goal was like when I got into the mirror my first day there, like I'm we walking, they teaching me how to do the shit, and then I'm like, I'm seeing all these. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? What is? They like this the building where all the labels is at. I thought it was a bro. I did, imagine being a kid that don't know none of this exists. Like you just see rappers on TV and hear them on the radio all the time, and then one day you walk into a building and you see their offices. You like that's down here, bro. That shit was like it's 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 like like if a if and I I always put the way I really understand life is through fiction for hmm. real because it's like I I read a lot of comic books when I was a kid and that's the only way I was able to rationalize life because a lot of shit that is in comic books transpired like them adults was writing real stories but putting it in some other shit mm-hmm. so imagine being a fucking a 18 year old kid that fucking works out all the time and then you walk into the building and and you see captain america mm. you see fucking batman and you see the justice league on this floor the avengers on that floor and all they villains got the other floors and the you like they superheroes no they really superheroes so i'm like i'm walking bro i'm walking in a i walk in a building and i see Irv Gotti's name on the door, and I see Chris Gotti and BJ mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fucking 
um, all these other people and my fault, damn, I keep. But I, when we was kids, I would always read the packaging, so I'm seeing every name. Like you don't even know what that means. I'm, I'm like, those are the names. I'm like, I, I thought, I thought I was on like punk before punk. Like I'm like, this real? Like I'm, I'm asking niggas like, yo, that's real upstairs. Like it's really. They, I'm like, Ja Rule be up there. They like, yeah, Ja Rule be up there. I'm like, Jay Z be upstairs. Like DMX. They like, yeah. Like you crazy? Like I, I couldn't believe it. This, and, was, this was the era when rappers was in the office, actually. Yeah, they used to be in the office. Yeah, rappers, ain't, they, they don't go in the office no more. That's when they was like, you know what I'm saying? It's a thing. But like, the mm-hmm. office was like, it was a culture within itself because like, what's crazy is the office niggas smoked out the office. <laughs> it's like, it, you, it was the one office you couldn't, you, you can't even. the 90s, my nigga. Yeah, well, too early 2000s. Late 90s, yeah, because I got in 2000. I got in there in like 2000. So, so, um. Backstage 99, yep. The mailroom, you know how the, the transition in the Rockefeller was, I got fired from the mailroom. <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah, I got fired. <laughs> I got fired, yo. Niggas and like, how you get fired Nigga, talk about me, you get the bag and fumble it on another level, bro. I, and I wasn't even getting no money. The thing was, it was this. Everything is sent digitally now. So all information was transferred at this time by paper. So you had inter-office envelopes. Niggas was... It, it, email existed, but nobody was using that like that. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was, it was like this box that was coming from... It was... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. From one of my floors that I had to take to, it was coming from Def Jam. Mm. It was coming from Def Jam and it had to go to the royalty department because mm. my floor was the royalty department. Yeah, I think I remember this so, so. This dude, my man Pat, he left the box in the freight area. He like, yo, he we talked on walkie-talkies. He's like, yo, I left the box. Just take it to the... I forgot the box. And anything that's left in the freight area overnight, they throw out. So I, so imagine how many niggas... Like, think about this. Like, you know you BMI, ASCAP, and collected. Mm-hmm. And we talking about royalties. So I probably fucked up a lot of people's money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They threw that box out. And it was just like, yo, they got to go. So I got fired. And then, like, man, I back to... Yeah, I mean, back to square one. I was back, you know, back in the hood. I mean, I was I still was in the hood. I lived mm-hmm. there, but like back home, um, just trying to figure out other jobs and shit. And then um, I was cool with Shari. Now, see, that was the thing. It was like, I was cool with Shari. And I started working for this, this sneaker store on my block. And I found out that the dude, this Italian dude that ran this shit, I loved him. All he loved was my money. Because when I started working for him, I found out he was one of the most racist people in the neighborhood. Is this the sneaker store that was on 16th and Lexington? Yeah. I remember that. That's I how remember I, that era. Bro, the nigga used to call. He used to. It was crazy is Jordans don't even hit the shelves no more. This nigga used to call my mom like, yo, tell Wayne that I'm holding a pair of Jordans for him. Wow. He used to hold the sneakers for me because I because remember, bro, $150, $120 for a pair of sneakers. That was crazy. That was crazy, a lot of money. Man. That was crazy. Niggas so it's like. Nigga, niggas don't understand. Nigga, yeah. 250 $200. Nigga. But but this is what I'm saying. We didn't even have. There was not yeah, no yeah, 250 yeah. jeans it was, it was when I was. Nigga, Pepe is $60. 60 dollars. Yeah, and pe- that's that crazy. No, Parasuco was a buck. Started. It was a buck. And if you had Parasuco, you know how much numbers you could get in the key. You was the man. You was the man. You was the man. The stripe. Yeah, the stripe. My man. My man had the black shits with the with the um the lime green stripe with the lime with the the nine fives. Who? Joe Black. 
No, Joe Joe had that shit too, but Raheem had them shits. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, you know, Joe. Joe Black had all the parasuit. He had everything. Both of y'all niggas. Now we had mad. Them them niggas thought we were selling dope and some shit, bro. But we, but I say one thing is like, aside from like street shit, as a kid, I kept a job. Summertime, I with my mom would help me get a job with summer youth and all of that shit. You know what I mean? Because she worked in a program that got people jobs. So I always learned how to work, and that shit carried on. I feel like you tried to get me a job. I did. And you, I think you ended up getting the streets a job. I did, yo. Remember that? Yeah. He fucked it up. He fucked it up. <laughs> streets <laughs> fucked it up. That's a whole <laughs> but the crazy thing is, bro, like, so I, I got cool. Well, before with Shari, I was cool with um Omi. Omi Ellie McIntosh. She ran Jay-Z's fan club, Fan Fan. fan. And I would help her after work and shit. And like that's how I went to like Jay-Z concerts and shit when I was a kid and all that. Like she would be like, yo, I'll give you a ticket and all that. I took one of my little cousins. My little cousin was a super big Jay-Z fan. And I took her to a concert. I think when he did the first blueprint. Like mm. I took her to a concert. Cause I remember H the Izzo was a single. Way. I, like he did it was some MTV shit, but they had us front row. But um, yeah, man, I, I just I got cool with Shari and I just asked her. I like I was working in the in the sneaker store. I ain't gonna front the, you know what it was, the moment though? What? I was working at a sneaker store because I used to do the lotto machine. <laughs> bro, I got my, my life is crazy. Yeah. I used to do the lotto machine. So I used to have, yo, bro, the, I lived on the east side. So, like, everybody that came there, they did their numbers in Spanish. So I had to learn how to take numbers in Spanish because they used to go crazy on me because I couldn't remember. I, they would say the number, they would walk up my and say, ass, the, right? they walk up to me and say the numbers in Spanish. I'd be like, I would call somebody, like, yo, Raul, my man Raul. I used to be like, Raul, could you help me with this? He like, yo, you got to learn how to how they, how they yeah, at least the numbers. You ain't got to learn how to speak Spanish. So I learned how to take all the numbers in Spanish. Mm. So you know what it was, bro? One day I came in the store and he cut my, I was only, bro, I was working how many days a week? I was working Monday through Saturday for $200 a week. Mm. And one day the nigga told me, Frank, I'll never forget his name. That's exactly why he got his That's name. That's why he got his Dick name. Paul. <laughs> but Glizzy, Glizzy. The nigga, the nigga, he told me this a movie shit, bro. The nigga told me, he said, yo, he said, because he put somebody else on the lotto machine. He said, man, wipe the mirrors or something. What? Listen. I got I, I got on the floor. It's a movie shit, bro. I got on the floor. I had the Windex and the paper towel. And you know how they had the mirrors so that you could see the sneakers? Yeah. I looked at myself on the floor, bro. Like, nah. I was like, nah. I put that shit and walked out. <laughs> I walked right out that shit. I said, nah, I'm not, I'm not cleaning no fucking windows, bro. Either, I'm not cleaning no windows. And then I just, that's, I hit Shari. I was like, Shari, I don't care what I got to do. I said, I don't care what I got to do. I'll do anything, whatever y'all need. And she was like, all right, come to the office. And that's how I started into Rockefeller. You know what I mean, that's, that was my start. That's real, right? That's yeah. fucking crazy. And it's so crazy that, you know, y'all two, to be more, to be so important in, in the culture, in the game right now, just the humble beginnings Bro, of you, what that is, is crazy. You know what's crazy, Dizzy? Rockefeller produced just as many, if not more, executives that as did artists. Mm. If you look at, if you look at, like, all the artists... And not taking nothing from nobody, you know what I mean? Like to of to like from back then to today and where they're at in their careers and then just not not just directly comparing them, but like, yo, bro, I became an executive. Shari, Emmanuel, Latrice, you know what I'm saying? Like Latrice Burnett, like that's my sister. Yo, she was handling the Rockefeller website in 2001. What the fuck? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But I was always fucking with the internet, bro. I was buying sneakers all, online in like 98. Yeah, you you understood the internet. Yeah, I was on the internet. And I was on them Yahoo chat rooms going crazy on people. That was the clubhouse before Pop, clubhouse. Yeah, that was clubhouse before clubhouse. I was popping wild gang shit on there. 
I was going gang crazy. That was your blood era. What? I was going gang crazy at that time, bro. Shout out to Emmanuel, too. Shout out to Manny. Yes, my sister, man. She's good people. For real. Yo, how did you. All right, so when you got to Rockefeller, right? Yeah. Now, you know, they got the Brooklyn wing. Yeah. And then they got the Harlem wing. Right. And then they had the Philly, Philly wing. wing. Yeah. How the fuck I end up, did you, end up you bypass wing. both of those boroughs and end up in Philly? Because that, that I, I'm like, yo, like, wheeze. Niggas thought you was a Philly nigga. Nah, yo, niggas J, called J, J, J thought Philly. I was from Philly. They used to, that was my nigga. Jay thought I was from Philly. Because, I like, the thing was, like, my first, like, year round Jay is, like, like, being in there is, like, don't speak unless spoken to. So you don't like you ain't opening up your mind like you got to be in the room and he in there Beyonce might be in there don't say like you ain't if you if nobody not talking to you ain't got nothing to be like don't just be jumping in and I say this now like now interns they be we be in here I'm surprised like an intern would be like yo you know I, them niggas are coming out of nowhere you like damn brother yeah they so so I learned how to like just be quiet but like the way I got around them was I ain't gonna front I felt like they was the best niggas I felt like they was the best I mean. Like, uh, much love, like Jim, bro, I love Jim. Like, Jim, I know Jim shit since I was 18, bro. Like, I know this nigga, I'm 38, I know that nigga 20 years, bro. So I'm a, I'm watching all of them become, like, get rich and all that at 25. Tw- and then me and Juels, we went to, we went to Joan of Arc together. Joan of Arc, you know what right, I mean? But right. he went into other school. He was in that school with Roscoe. Yeah, he was in there, him, Roscoe, Isaiah, and them. Uh, they was in there. That was in SAE, too. Yeah, they was in there, right, yeah. So... Like um, Stink too. Stink, yeah. no, Stink. Me and Stink, Stink went, went to IS forty four. No, but but Stink went to Joan of Arc with me because Stink younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I was in mm-hmm. eighth. Stink was in seventh, I think, or sixth. Stink was bad as shit in school. <laughs> he, he's such a good man. He's now. such a good nigga. Yo, he a good he nigga was now. yo. Stink was Stink an was, asshole yo, back in the day. I hated that little nigga. <laughs> but, That's but, my <laughs> man. I love him to death, bro. But that was my nigga even back then too. But he was a yeah. Fuck, Stink yeah, was, he was yeah. an asshole back so, then. So so um, what happened was just sitting in the office not doing shit. I really like. Beans and Chris and them and um, I just was I would I have all your bro my, my mind like my shit be my mind be doing gymnastics and break dancing all day every day until I go to sleep mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking like I'm always thinking to do this how can you nice. do that like mm-hmm. all day it's like sometimes bro it, it, yo being in the bed sometimes at night it hurt that I can't sleep some t- some days because my my mind be moving so much Crazy. it's always forward 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 so I'm like. I'm just sitting here because I didn't understand the music industry or nothing. I just like, yo, these niggas so nice. Why they not doing nothing? Mm. So I seen Bean's mom's, um, I seen like all the people contacts and Bean's mother was like the manager for all of them. So I just one day I called the phone. Mm. And I shouldn't, I mean, I shouldn't have did that, but I did it. I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> I called the phone. I was like, excuse me, Miss Michelle. I was like, uh, my name is, is Wayne. Um, I'm like working here at Rockefeller. And I was like, I just want to talk to you about like, you know, um, the young guns and 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 you know the guys from Philly. I just want to know, like, you know, if there's any like help that they need. She's like, they actually do need help, and they need this, and da da da. And yo, she, I stayed on the phone with this lady. I shouldn't have called her. I stayed on the phone with her for like twenty minutes. <laughs> she gave the laundry but list. You made, yo, you she you made yourself available. But I made myself available. But I, I also could have got, I, I put like I could have got a lot of that shit could have went all the way left. You miss every shot you don't take. You That's do. Fact, some shots you, I ain't gonna front. Some shots shouldn't be taken. But, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, some shots absolutely shouldn't be taken. But, 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 like, bro, so I called her and she was like, you know what? They gonna be up there on Friday, go to the studio. I don't care what nobody say. I said you could go. So Bean's moms is the one that put you in place. And don't, well, with the Philly niggas. Guys. None of them knew me. That's fucking. None of them knew me. But then not only that, then Big Face. You know, Big, Big Face, Face Gary. Gary. Right, My right. brother, I love Big Face. Big Face. Big Face had just come home 
I'm gonna ask him one day, like, what did you come home for? Like, I, I can never picture Big Face in jail. Like, Cause he's such a funny nigga. He's such a funny nigga. Like, but he's tough though. Like, he, he hates shit. He's tough. He, yo, Big Face fight anybody. He don't care. Big Face said, like, Big Face had came home and then, like, um, Damon, they gave him a job as an AR. And, like, he was walking around the office every day. He was like, you, what you doing? I was like, nothing. He's like, come with me. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, this with Big Face. And then Big Face, like, he put me in position. Cause, it, like, he was like the AR. They gave him all the Philly niggas and shit. I guess I ain't gonna front the Philly niggas super dysfunctional. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like they and them niggas is dangerous. So they, they, right. they, they gave <laughs> Bro, now I'm gonna keep it. I, I said this before. They move different. Bro, I I got a job so that my mom could keep me out of trouble and out the street. Bro, bro, no, listen, that was worse than being in a gang. <laughs> Bro, Ben oh, we was... We're going to get to some of those stories. Because yeah, I got a story yeah, I don't even think you remember. Bro, I got some questions. Bro, but, so, but I mean, yeah, I, I kind of bought... And then, you know, Harlem niggas is funny. Like, at that time, like, niggas wasn't jacking me like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Juwell was me and Juwell the same age. So, like, he was like... Not that he wasn't jacking me, but, like, you know, he was having his moment. You right, know what I mean? He came right. he came in there with old boy and fucking Hey Ma and then went in the Dipset Anthem like a year later. So it was, was like, he was on fire. You know what I mean? I was happy for him because this was a nigga I went to school with like a little bit. We didn't chill together, but I used to see him. So I'm happy for him. And y'all kids though. Yeah, we kids, bro. We're like top of the world. Now we kids, bro. Because when I got in there, I was 18 years old. I was like 18 going on 19 when I got in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. That shit went from, it went from like, a dream, like like I said, bro. Like I'm watching these niggas on on, bro. You know who I met one day? I went crazy for it. DJ Ralph McDaniels, bro. <laughs> yo, yo funny shit. It. When I met Ralph, Ralph McDaniels, I went bro, crazy I, too. The though. first thing I did was call my mom. <laughs> yo, I, well, I met I met DJ Ralph McDaniels at what the it was. What's that 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 clothing line? Born Fly. Remember Born Fly? Born Fly. Remember they used that. to do everybody listening session. I, I can't remember, remember who this session was. And my man, um, Lord Ness. Lonez, like, Lord that's Nez my brother kids. right there. Lonez was working at Def Jam at that time, too. Mm. He was working at Def Jam. And, and Lonez, I fuck with Lonez because, like, he saw me as a young kid and he never made me feel inadequate, never made me feel like like he couldn't say nothing to me. He always treated me nice, you know what I mean? And being in the mailroom, everybody don't treat you nice. That shit is, like, next to being a janitor, you know what I mean? Like, niggas don't really treat you nice. So, Lonez introduces me to Ralph McDaniels. I was shaking his hand. I said, nah, this is crazy. I said, bro, if it wasn't for the box, like, I mean, not the box, I'm about video, video music, music box. box. I said, yeah. video music box, that's my childhood. I'm like, I called my mother, like, my, it's like three people I met in my life that I called my mom immediately after. Ralph McDaniels, Mario Van Peebles, and Spike Lee. Mario Van Peebles. Spike Lee was for me, too. That's New yeah. York City, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee was crazy when I met him. Nigga, me and Crit had dinner with Spike Lee. That's crazy. Just me, Crit, and Spike. But, and you, you but, just got drunk off wine. Bro, you know what's so crazy? Like, being at Rockefeller, I met so many... Like, by the time... For the kids, any of the kids that's watching that think jay Z is this old nigga with dreads now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that nigga like Basquiat. Right, that nigga look like Cole, bro. I, yo, I ran into J. Cole yesterday. He in the city? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Canal, Canal Street. I got it. I see. I see my man Eve, and they was just down there, and I like, and he was like, he said the code. He's like, yo, you remember Wayne? He's like, hell yeah. We chopped it up. I did a clubhouse room for them. Oh, Side so, so note, but um, uh, being at Rockefeller, bro, like, like Jay is, he's Drake. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't. I'm not comparing styles and rap. No, I, I yeah, totally not doing that. I get the analogy, but yes. but like, he's the biggest nigga. So it's like, imagine being a kid. Uh, if you're an 18 year old kid, imagine working for OVO right now. That's crazy. I mean, it's a little different because Rockefeller had more artists that and was they, moving, and but way more. In the culture was. But but in culture, they though, was dictating the culture. But but OVO, I mean, Everything. like, 
Drake is the biggest. He's fucking, the biggest musician, right? In the world. But respectfully, yeah. I don't think niggas want to dress like Drizzy. You said no, no, nobody. We wanted to dress like Hope. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to dress like. That's a big part of being like. That's the influence is one of the biggest parts of being an artist because it's like you know how many outfits we stole from Fab. I'm talking about yo, bro. When jerseys, you know how many times we watched it. Oh nah, they got that. Remember, remember Fab, we thought Fab was Rasheed Wallace. No, we, no, we thought, thought Joe Buttons was Rasheed Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, we at thought Joe Button. Remember that? <laughs> but, but that's because that clue, it's that clue tape. The first time we heard Joe, it was the clue tape, and Rasheed Wallace did the 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 um the intro on the clue tape, and then it was the, it was the coming for you freestyle. Exactly. Yeah, Joe went crazy Joe on that went. shit. I remember and, that. And everybody, everybody was like, "Yo, that, that's Rasheed Wallace calling himself Joe Button." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, bro, like just being there, bro, I got, just being around people, bro, I was around everybody, bro, like being around them niggas, bro, Mary J. Blige, I remember the first time I met Mary J. Blige, my nigga, that's another one, I couldn't believe, my nigga. That's that's the queen. Yo, that's Mary J. Blige, my nigga. I feel like these days for you turned you into a Swiss Army knife, because you learned how to do everything. Everything. But you know what it is, bro, I, I, the thing is, is like. Cause every a lot of people from the outside looking in think I know I just learned I just know everything. I'm like, bro, that shit comes out of necessity. It's like it's survival. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's really survival because it's like, bro, like I don't have like academics to fall back. Like it's it's niggas that be like, man, like I it's mad people I met that's like, yeah, I'm gonna take this year off for work. And I'd be like, take a year off for work. They're like, yeah, I saved enough though. I could take a year off for work and I'll just figure it out next year. Cause they got degrees or they got certain skills that can put them in a certain position. Right. And I didn't have no, I didn't, I dropped out of school in the ninth grade. I dropped out of school in the ninth grade and I went to fucking GD night school. I dropped out of that and then my mom put me in another GD program. I dropped out of that. You know, school just stopped being my thing. I careers a mirror. No, but, but I be telling you, bro, the reason why I, I, my shit in school is because a lot of people don't know. I, we went through a lot of di- different living situations. Nice. Bro, I lived in the, the key years of your life when you're going into middle school to high school. I lived in five different places in five years. And my mom, I said, one day me and my mom was talking, this like a couple years ago. I'm like, yo, ma, she said, I never looked at it like that. She said, I never like thought of it like that. Like, I literally went from the same school, kindergarten to fifth grade, then graduated. My mom got pregnant with my sister. We moved to another crib. I did sixth grade. Then we moved again. We moved to Maryland, right, for a year, which that was a fucking worst year of my life in school because mm. every nigga in there hated me. All the girls liked me. All the niggas hated me. <laughs> you know Playing on a basketball know. team. Nobody don't pass you the ball. All of that. A nigga, yo, I was just telling my wife this shit the other day. I, I know I'm going all over the place, but look. Nah, nah, go ahead. Yo, no bullshit. I played on this basketball team. And at this time, this was when we collecting cars, collecting basketball cars. I'm in seventh grade. So one day, me and these the kids from my basketball team, I used to steal basketball cars out of Toys R Us. <laughs> I go to, so we go to Toys R Us. I go to steal the cars. I get caught. Mm. They just said, listen, you can't come in here no more. You, you can't come in the store no more. I'm like, all right, cool. But that day, we went to Kmart, stole cars, Walmart, stole cars, all that Loaded. shit. Mind you, I'm not the ringleader, my nigga. I'm not the leader of these niggas. I'm the New York nigga that don't none of y'all niggas like. But they gonna put it on you. No, look at this, bro. We were stealing cars all day. Now, I was the only person that got caught that day. Later on that night, the kid that was the, the, the point guard on my team, I go to his crib. His pops was the coach. Mm-hmm. This nigga pops pulls me aside like, yeah, Brian told me what you did today. He like, yo, he told, he like, look, he like, he like, yo, he told me what you did today. He like, I'm just letting you know, if something like that happened again, you getting kicked off the team. I'm, in, in my head, and and I, I'm not saying, like, bro, because kids get this whole snitching, not snitching, and all that. It's not the same thing. This is not even snitching. Like, 
I just like I'm not gonna tell on him. Reason why I'm not gonna tell on him is because it's like he he didn't make me do what I did. Hmm. I did what I did and I got caught for it. But I just was like, what type of nigga He's is you? You was, you was you was stealing with me. Like yeah, you was you was stealing with me. You gonna tell your pops? But but you but at the same time you are the starting point guard on the team. Yeah, but, but the, the rock hide your hands. But look, the, hmm. then we, we moved back from fucking Maryland to back to New York. But then when we moved to New York, we was in a shelter. We went hmm. through three. This is my eighth grade year. We in three different shelters, right? And then we get out the shelter. That's when we moved to Harlem. And I graduate from eighth grade to go to ninth grade. So all them years that I had, that you gel with your friends and y'all going in, like you going through middle school with them and then y'all are learning about high school together and where you want your futures to be. And Because I be seeing kids that really know it and they be with the same friends since like, like not kindergarten, but like maybe, maybe the end of um, elementary into middle school or in middle school into high school. I didn't have none of that. So it's like, that's why I filled that school. I'm saying because I didn't. By the time I got to high school, that shit didn't prepare me for no. It was a blur, bro. That was the first time I had responsibility. Go to class or do whatever you want to do. And I'm not thinking about the detriment of doing what I want to do as a child. I'm like, just fuck it. I'm not going to class. I didn't know. I I didn't. I didn't know that fucking they're gonna send a cut card. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm not gonna go to class, and it didn't prepare me. But it's like, what I'm saying. I'm saying that to say this is like. Everything that I built for myself and for my family came from out of desperation, like for real. Because it's like, you know, when you're young and you start having children, niggas, oh, your life is over. That's the thing. As kids, we from the era everybody wanted to be grown. So it's like, like, oh, your life is over. You ain't never going to. Like, niggas act like if you have a kid at 19, well, not nobody. 16 was our age where niggas would be like, oh, your life is over. Yeah, like, like, niggas act like you, oh, so you, you, that means that you'll never go to Miami and have fun for a weekend. Like, you know what I mean? But that's, that's what people equate to living life. So like, like for me, it's like, all right, once I understood that, like, cause you know, it comes to a point where Rockefeller ends. Right. For me, at least. Right. And once that ends, it's like, Cause like you say, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. People look at me like you know I I do a lot of things. I just was doing anything and anything any any and everything I could to to get to where I want to be. And I didn't give up my dreams for my children. Mm-hmm. A lot of people give up their dreams for their children. I push my dreams so that my children could be good for their future and their kids could be good for their future. Talk. But because I had this conversation with my moms one time. My moms used to, um, she used to uh, fucking do fashion shows. I remember when I was like seven, eight years old, my mom like sewing dresses and all this shit. And like now, you know, you be on Instagram. I be on Instagram. You might see a girl and she she got her kids with her and they doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom one day, I'm like, yo, mom, why you stop um like, like, you know, you was doing the fashion shows and doing like designer clothes. Like, why you stopped that? She said, so I could take care of you and your sister. I thought that was the saddest shit mm. ever, bro. Cause I'm like, my mom could have been one of these Anna Wintors, the Virgil Abloh's, or mm-hmm. whoever. My mom could have. I, I feel mm. like my mom, if she would have pushed it, she she could have did it. But I'm like, when I started having kids, I'm like, I want to be something in music. I'm not giving it up because this the I don't have nothing else to fall back on. It's the only thing I know I'm gonna be able to. Take care, like take care of my family off of you. Feel me? We, I, I say, we lived our dreams for our kids' realities. <sighs> That's right. Heavy. So, like, I remember riding the train with you. I fuck riding the train. I remember calling you when you worked at, at Channel Eleven oh, yeah. early in the morning, and wow, I used to be so upset 
with how my shit was moving. Yeah. And it was so many times where I'm like, I'm done with this shit, Weez. Yeah. I'm not doing it no more. Right. I'm just not doing it. And you'd be like, nah, Dizzy, you bugging. You bugging. You, you got to keep pushing. Trust me. Look, some This shit is going to work. Right. <laughs> you just got to keep working it. Because if you don't, as soon as you stop, the dream stops. That's a fact. Right. And, and that's, you know. Yo, the thing with that is, is like, you know, I'm going to tell you how I met this nigga. Yeah. I used to see, like, on the east side, my block was, like, it was kind of crazy. So, like, I, I used to play ball. I, I stayed on my block a lot, but I played ball. But then, like, start having friends on the west side and shit. You get in high school. And it's around, like, I got in high school when I was, like, 13, going on 14. And, like, I'm on the west side. And he's he's younger than me. So i never forget, like, he was battling somebody. And his style was, like, he would take, like, a, whatever popping song it was and flip it. But but it, that was crazy yeah. at that time. Yeah. And remember, bro, that like, first of all, he was slim as a greyhound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was slim as a greyhound. But like, this little skinny nigga, and I was skinny too, but he bony, bro, and he, and niggas face, and I just was like, yo, that's dope. So that's how we met. So I, for me, I, I accept you how I met you. I always have it in my mind, no matter what he's going through, that kid that I, that you know. I just, I liked him. Like, like you know who I, I was like that with too? Um, G-Dot. G-Dot used to play ball. That's how me and G-Dot became G-Dot friends. G-Dot was nice in ball back then. Because I used to play, but, but G-Dot, G-Dot was so nice. I went to G-Dot one day, I was like, I just started talking to him. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. man, you mad nice. I said, I, could I come to your next game? He's like, yeah. Like, that's how we became friends. That's funny. Like, I just would ask, like, yo, I'm like, because so it'd be him. I'd be like, yo, like, yo, you be battling? Like, yo, how you do it? I would ask him, like, yo, how you how you be rapping like that? He'd be like, I don't know. Like, I just be, you know what I mean? And, and then, so for me, when we when he was going through what he was going through, I had already gave up on my shit. I had already put myself in a position where I accepted that I was not going to work in music. I was not going to work in entertainment. I finally got, like, a decent job at the time. And, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just figure out what I could do job-wise. But I'm like, I'm still going to encourage him because I believed in him ever since we was kids. So it's like, I don't want him. And when I started working there, I was only like 22 years old. But I was like, I, 22, 23. I was like, I didn't want him to stop because I knew how dope he was. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's one thing when, like, you listen to a nigga, but, like, he an actual friend. And, like, when we was kids, bro, we used to spend an hour on the phone on a house phone. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't even know what the fuck we was talking about back then. Man, like, we just, just called. But we just called. <laughs> we might be talking about basketball or sneakers. It just up, yeah, like yeah. we wasn't. We didn't have like nothing figured out. It's just like I would my 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 biggest thing, bro, is like I always wanted to encourage people because I know what it feels like to feel discouraged. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I I know what it feels like to to doubt yourself and to not be not sure, but like be a little bit unsure, thinking like. Yeah, I could. Like, it's like 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 making a jump. Maybe I could make it, but if I fall, I'm going to hurt myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so, But the thing was, is like, I felt like that was my skill. My skill was encouragement. My skill was like building people up, but I got that from my mom. From when my mom was designing and putting pieces, fashion pieces on people to when she was braiding hair. And my mom was like that. My mom do everything. So it's like, that's how, you know, I just trans, transfer that energy to my brother. Because I just was like, yo, bro, I don't. There's no way possible you could give up because you you did you come so far. That's a fact, B. And I, and this this is the time where this is pre. This I, before I, we knew Nip. This, this before, before we knew. This before Nip. This before 
any rap friend, I feel like. Like, I was, this is pre-internet. This is before I even started getting on Now Writing to Doughboy. I was probably, yeah. like, on, like, on Smash or, like, these random sites. Nah, it was before that, bro. It was even, before yeah, even, on even Smash, before bro. before that, facts. We talking but, about, like, 07. We talking like, oh, this, this is like this when Kasi, after Kasi smoking was, numbers. This after smoking numbers. Facts. And this is when I was like, damn, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because mm-hmm. I was so used to being in a group. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, where to go, mm-hmm. or what. And I remember, you know, a little further down um, the era which you work in at Channel 11, mm-hmm. you fucking got the video team to shoot a video for me. <laughs> I felt like that was the biggest shit in the world for me at the time because That's crazy. they shot it on a red that. camera. I forgot about they that. edited it and they did everything for free. For it free. Was a whole a production. production. I never even knew I could do something like so <laughs> yo know, even so what's crazy about that is like you was putting together plays. So I got in the channel 11. That I would never forget that. I got that job when New York went on a strike. The MTA went on strike. So like I had got to the interview and they was like, oh, you know, it's okay if you can't come down because you know, um, there's no you know trains, there's no trains, no buses. So it's like unless you unless somebody driving you or you walking down to Forty Second Street and Third, it's okay. It's okay. But when I got the job, I was in like it was mailroom. This is after Rockefeller, you know what I mean? It's mailroom type, um, and it was on call. So I ended up getting a more solid job and then I got fired. Well, not fired. I got laid off. And then they rehired me again. And when they rehired me again, I was working. I y'all, much love to my my mentor John Ziegler, yo, white dude. Don't know me. Didn't know me from a can of paint. One of the most important people in my fucking life. I would not be the man aside from my father. I would not be the man I am without that man. I would not be the man I am without that man. He saw something in me that I did not believe. Saw it thought existed. Nothing. This this man gave me a job. He he was the fucking head of creative services, bro. He's a white dude that didn't he didn't graduate. He didn't finish high school, and he's the the head of creative services at Channel Eleven. Yo, he lied and said I had a fucking bachelor's degree so that he could give me this job, <laughs> right? And not only that, bro, he, the job I got it was forty k a year. I was twenty seven when I got that job. I'm dumb hype because this is the first time I'm. 40k, I mean, 40, it's a salary. Nah, it's a like, salary. that ain't shit now to me, but, yeah, and I'm happy to say that shit. Was something. Bro, he said to me my first day in there, like my first week in there, this is what this, this man says to me. I'm like, yo, John, you know, thank you for this job and this, that, and the third. I remember, I'll never forget, we was at like a Christmas party. And I said, yo, thank you for this job. You know, it's the most money I ever made and da, da. And he's like, he said, this job ain't shit. He like, yo, he said, you gonna be way bigger than this. He like he said, yo, you so smart. He telling me I'm smart, yo, bro. I never had no no. My pops never told me I was smart. <laughs> Every time I got in trouble, that nigga called me dumb. But he never told me I was smart. So to have this man and I, like for me, I gravitated. I always gravitated to men who were in higher positions than me. That was older than me because I didn't grow up with an older brother. So it's like I always gravitated to a, a, a any any man that was doing some doing some dope shit. I'm like, oh, I gotta get next to him so I can learn. So he's telling me, he like, yo, listen, because remember, I started, I tried to start my clothing line. I remember, cool. He was like, yo, listen, he said, listen, you work in here. He said, all these all these guys that work in here, they do full production. They do graphics, all that. He said, make the best of your time in here. Use them for whatever you need them for. But at the time when we did your video, I th- I had, um, was I still working there? I still was working there. Definitely was Bro, working there. these dudes... I'm talking about they went to the best colleges, all that. These motherfuckers, matter of fact, 
the, the one of the dudes that do graphics, he did graphics on. Remember that Buster Rhymes video with um with Nicki? Turn it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> that shit where he turned into venom and all that. He did he did that, yo, bro. These niggas was O D nice. Nah, them niggas was some oh, they was on some. Bro, they shit. Ca- they came to Ernest. Ernest Emeste. Mm-hmm. Emeste. It went to his crib, a loft downtown, bro. They shot this video. I didn't know what the fuck we was doing with this shit. I just was like, yo, we got a video. Like, we got, yeah, and, and the shit was, they took about six months to edit. It took like six months to edit. But it, it was free. It was a lot of rendering, yeah. It was a lot of rendering, but yeah. it was probably one of my best videos I ever Visually, shot. yeah. Visually, it was crazy. It was crazy. Time. So, you know, I always tell that story because that was just like, that's just the type of person you are. Yeah. Now, I know I'm zigzagging all over the place, but I called you a Swiss Army knife because- mm-hmm. You have all of these skills, mm-hmm. and you learned them from survival, survival tactics. That's a this fact. This is just where these skills derive from. Like the first project you ever worked on was the Young Guns. Yeah. Yeah. And your task on putting on helping putting that together mm-hmm. at the time for me that was for one that was a major album. They had a hit record mm-hmm. when they was on. Anytime I seen them. I knew I was I was gonna see you. Right, right. That's a fact. You know, so I would be looking for you oh, yeah. on 106 in Park or wherever these niggas at, cause yeah. I know I'm like my my brother with them niggas all the time. Now that whole process, what did you? What, were you nervous getting that task at that time? Nah, cause you know the way, I didn't look at it as a task, bro. You know what's you know what's amazing about being a kid, bro. And we like your father. Yes. All right. So one thing we all thought, one thing we know about our children is remember the first time your kid bust their head, yeah. or the first time they fell or fucked themselves up, mm-hmm. something. You want to know why they did? They didn't know the consequences of them falling. Mm. So f- for me, being that young, I didn't think about doubt. I just was like, I'm doing whatever. The, no, I was, 100%. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Like, <laughs> bro, you niggas can't tell me not. So the thing with the young guys was like, we all the same age. They only like months behind me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, they put me around them because we was the same age. So when they like, when remember I brought Neef uptown, oh, like, I you know what I mean? Like me and Neef rode the two train before. You had Neef in the trap with me. Absolutely. But I mean, that's years later. <laughs> years later. But that's because, you know, the thing is, is, like, that's where they come from. Like, when I started being around Philly niggas, it's the same shit as like Harlem. It's like, that's one thing about, yo, one 100%. thing about, poverty is the same anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. Universal. It's All universal. Around, bro. Yo, bro, poverty yeah. is the same anywhere you go. And like, we just kids that, you know, we came, we come from poverty and we, we blessed with these opportunities. And the thing about it is, I didn't even understand it at the time, but it's just like, take advantage of the opportunity. So it was like, before we even did the album, I remember like them being in the studio and not having nothing to do. And I'm like, yo, let's do a mixtape. And and that's because I was listening that summer. Remember that summer when 50 went crazy, bro? Oh, I was yeah. telling them like, yo, we got to do nigga shit over that. I went uptown, my man Ali, Schemes. Ali Star. Shout out to Ali Star. After this, I got a good Ali Star yo, story I think you might remember. Went up to go see Ali, grabbed some 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 instrumentals. We was in quad. You know what I mean? Went down there. We did, um, we did the mixtape. We did, we just, he, I just, I picked a lot of the beats. You know what I mean? And they picked beats too. Neef, Neef was picking. That's the thing. A lot of people don't like. People used to give Neef a lot of um, flack and shit, but Neef was was really good with it. It was air for picking beats. So like we would, me and Neef was picking the beats together. Chris was like, Chris would start off whatever the he drinks started, was. He started Chris rapping, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then um, what we did was like we made the tape, and then Dame, like Dame would just pop in, like, yo, what y'all niggas gonna be? Like, what y'all, <laughs> y'all niggas in the studio? Like, what's going on? Y'all, y'all got anything? Checking on y'all. Bro, we played him and Biggs. Him and Biggs came in the studio one day. We played them the youngest in charge tape. We we played them the tape. 
Dame was like, nah, we putting that shit out this week. He like, we going, he's like, we gonna, he's like, I'm gonna get DJ enough to do it. He's like, we putting that shit out this week. And then um they was like, they they may even know my name. He just like, yo, you you was doing this with them? I'm like, yeah, he like, yo, when you get when you get to work on Monday, tell them that you you know how Dame talk mad fast. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know it's crazy because Dame was Dang, at this time, I'm like 19 at this time. 19, yeah, I'm 19. Dame is like 31, 32. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I, now I'm past 32, but I'm like, damn, bro, they was setting the bar. Setting the bar, bro. That's why, you know who I give a lot of, I, I be giving my man QP from Highbridge. I give him all his flowers, bro, because like, I love to see like niggas that's young and getting it. I'm talking about filthy, nigga. Go get, as long as your family taking care of you guys, stack, go get every car, nigga. Go get every watch. As long as you ain't living past your mean, I love to see that shit. Because they doing shit at that age that I didn't get a chance to do. So my lady is. So um, we do the drink. That's when we had Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Enough, enough kicked that shit off, bro. I, I sat with enough. Me and enough sat together. It's crazy because like years later, I came past enough, and I was like, "Do you remember me?" And I was like, I, "We did that youngest mix." He's like, "Oh shit, yeah, I do remember you." When I was managing Dave, that's crazy. That's when we came. I came across him. Yo, and Yo, you know, it's crazy. Like the lineage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like and, and this is how important you are in 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 my in my life in my career. <clears throat> Even with Dave, you, yeah. you introduced me to Dave. That's a fact. You brought Dave to the block. That's a and, fact. And like early, early, <laughs> she's crazy without bro. the tattoos. Either. Now he had tats, but he well, was he didn't he have as many. He, he didn't have his face tatted. That. That's why I say without the tattoos, yeah. he was it, it was yeah. fresh. And your 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 ability for breaking artists and making the inner circle believe because it bro. started the belief all started <laughs> I feel with us yeah before it went. To where it went to, and once we believed, I knew everybody else will believe. But that's just y'all sharing the same energy that I gave y'all. It be it be crazy, you know. What I'm it's like, bro. It's like with Dave. I was doing this. Is what I'm saying, bro. Like shit be happening in my life out of nowhere. I I stop. Um. Uh, oh my fault. <laughs> I'm be I'm being nosy and shit watching the room. Um. Supposed to do that though, bro. I uh right. <laughs> I uh I was in SOBs one day. I don't remember what I was in there for, and I was in there talking. I just you know I love to talk. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I was in there talking, bro. I was in there talking and um Pat Swiss. You remember Pat Swiss? Of course I remember Pat Swiss. Pat Swiss says, he's like, yo, man. He said, What's your what's your Twitter? I give him my Twitter. He looking at my tweets, he said, Yo, man, you're a star. <laughs> I was like, what? Shout out to Pat. He's like, he like, yo, you're a star. He's like, you want to host shows at SOBs? I'm like, host shows at SOBs? What are you talking about? Like, It's like the same shit as when I went to the office. I'm like, host shows? What the fuck, nigga? Host something? Me? He like, yeah, bro. He like, yo, you funny. You smart. You be saying all this different thing. He said, yo, you could, you could do this. I'm like, all right. I'm like, but see, at the time, this the second time I get laid off at Channel 11. Mm. And... I told my wife, I'm like, give me eight months to figure out how to make some sort of money doing anything. I said, I don't want to get another job. I said, I, I, I'm going I'm to go as hard as I can with what I got going. And this is crazy because I'm 29 years old, going on my third kid, and we living in a one-bedroom apartment in the projects in Harlem River, right? Mm. So she she was like, she um, she gave me the go-ahead, like, go-ahead, like, you know what I mean? Believed in you. Yeah. 
Everybody Crazy thing about she don't even. No, that's a fact. But that's because I do anything I say, bro. It ain't never nothing I ever said. Even if I, even if it didn't get all the way accomplished, I made an attempt. That's so the right. thing was like I started hosting shows at SOBs. It was a Harlem showcase. The first show I ever hosted. You remember the first show I ever hosted? You don't even remember it. First show I ever hosted was Absol's first show in New York. Holy shit! That's crazy. Absol first show in New York, and you know who you know who he brought out? He brought out Kendrick that night. That's when Kendrick put put out Good Kid, Mad City. I remember that fucking that's show. Crazy. Yeah. I remember that's that that's show. A, that's 2012, I think. And um, we end up doing that. And then... um, Hovey. Yo. Hovey. <laughs> oh, oh, the boss man oh, is here. The boss is in this The boss is in the building. Oh, my God. My brother, man. What's up, baby? Good? I'm great. We getting to it in here. How Look how comfortable how he is. Look how, how comfortable doing, he is. Yeah, I gotta get to my whole vein part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get to my whole vein part of the story. So, um, well, I say I say it just because my, my brother just walked in the building. When I Hove was doing shows, damn, was this famous yeah, factory? Famous factory. I'm trying to think if it was before or after. It was in in between him doing. It was because I started. I had already started the Clover Line. I already started the Clover Line. Cool mentality. <laughs> I had already started the Clover Line. And I'm trying to get this and it. And, yo, I'm gonna tell you this: is what Hove do, bro? <laughs> Hove is just analyzing. He be like, "Yo, you know what you should do." <laughs> <laughs> yo, I said, "God, me and this nigga on the phone." Because look, cause I'm now. But look at this, Dizzy. Think about how life go. Remember how when we was kids, how we used to be on the phone for hours. Mm-hmm. Once me and Hov got tight, that's how me, me and him used to be on the phone for an hour. Right. So we on the phone, and I'm telling him, I'm like, yo, I'm like, Hov, I, I got the clothing line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. He like, yo, B. He like, you know what you should do? He said, you should manage artists. Hmm. I said, what? Like, I was like, I was like every time somebody <laughs> tell me this, I'm like, what the fuck you mean? He like, he said, he said, wait no. He said, you already did all that. He said, all that shit you was doing at Rockefeller, you was managing them niggas. You might not got paid for it. That's a fact. But that's what you was doing. He said, yo, you too talented to not manage talent. I would never forget that shit that nigga said to me. Mm. I would never forget. I was, I, was walk, I was in the street. I was walking. I was, I was on 45th and 7th. I was walking. I remember I used, to, I used to walk to my mom crib from uptown just to clear my mind. Mm-hmm. So he tell me that. So, so oh, we had the part where I'm telling about like Dave, how I met Dave and all. So I, um, I'm hosting the shows and... and um. It's a Harlem showcase. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. And at SOBs, and, and um, Dub was on it. Dub Aura, shout out to Dub. Shout out to Dub. Um, few people's on it, but Dave was on it. And then Dave, but prior to that, you know Jamie and um, G. Coles? Of course. Jamie, you know Jamie, I grew up on the on eighth floor. Jamie, his family's on the eighth, but he grew up on the ninth floor. They telling me like, yo, you know about the kid, Davey? This basketball Jamie. The basketball Jamie. Yeah, yeah, Remember, Jamie yeah, is Jamie nice was sweet. Jamie nice. That's how, that's how I got a relationship with Kimba Walker. Because Kimba is Jamie. Kimba used to be in my building all the time because him and Jamie is like best friends. So and Jamie was ranked higher than Kimber at one point in time. Jamie was Jamie was that bro. No, he was Jamie. He was like I swear to God, this nigga was like James Harden. He was like a little yeah, James Harden because he left handed too. Dumb nice, dumb man. nice, yo, dumb. Like he was playing with us when he was he was ten. He was playing us when we seventeen. So he telling me like, yo, it's this kid Davies and da da. And I'm like, word. I'm like, they like he from eleven ninety nine. I'm like, I know. I was like, I didn't hear from him. You know what I mean? As far as right, I'm like, all right. And he ends up on the show. 
So he does the show, and then after the show, like, bro, every it was mad people from Harlem there, but I ain't on front. That nigga Dave, bro, that nigga, he just was spitting like no, nobody was rapping like him. And then, like, him and Bully was there. I got a picture of that shit. I, I got our first picture we ever took together. Hmm. Remember, I'm doing the shit with Reebok at the I time, remember. too. My brand ambassador at Reebok. But the, the, uh, me and Dave, we started talking. And then, like, you know, he just started reaching out on some regular, like, with some regular shit. Like, yo, what's up? What you doing today? Da, da. I'm like, nah. He like, he like, yo, B. He like, um, I gave him, um, I remember the first convo we had, I had gave him some Reeboks and shit. So, so, uh, he was like, yo, you think it'd be cool? He's like, I'm about to drop a mixtape. You think it'd be cool if I put the Reebok logo on the, on the joint? And I was like, see, nothing would have happened, but I'm thinking so business. I'm like, nah, I don't do that. What? I'm like, don't, don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, them niggas gonna think that I'm starting Reebok records right, down right. here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't do that. So, a year passes by. Me and Dave, we stay in a little bit contact here and there. And then one day, bro, I forgot what it is. I'm, I'm, um, I had another artist at the time, and she was working with him, Ricky Jacobs too. Remember, I remember you? Ricky Jacobs. Fire, that's my brother. Every artist you had, I do. remember all of them. Ricky, yeah. Every artist from Baltimore. From you remember Baltimore. Ricky? Ricky was fire. Yo, Ricky was like, I ain't gonna front, bro. Like Ricky just started rapping again. Like he just sent me something recently because he had stopped for a while. But like, bro, that nigga was like, I felt like he was just as good as like a Big Sean. Like Ricky, no, he was really bro, good. the nigga got Baltimore Artist of the Week in the newspaper. Like all this dope shit was happening yeah. for him. But um, my artist Iman Europe, she had worked with Dave, and then my biggest thing, I was managing Buddha and Grands. Those were the first clients I had, Buddha and Grands. And Buddha, I met Buddha through Amadeus. Oh wow, that's how me and Buddha I met. Knew that. And and um. Buddha, like, our only thing is, like, we going to everybody, bro. We giving everybody beats. Like, one time, like, Meek is popping off, and through my Philly Connect, like, I met Meek in the street when he was young and I was young. And I, I brought Buddha to playing beats. They they get a they get a record with Meek, and then the shit get leaked. So, it's, you know, bro, the producer game is 20 times harder than a rapper. Because you got to give up so many beats just to land one placement. By the, all the work you done put in to sell out one beat, that shit is probably a negative 20% of what you spent to, make, to get that check. So... We was trying to find one nigga. We was like, yo, if we could find one nigga that could like just get on the beats, we could just use his budget for your beats. Hmm. So Dave, he's still doing this thing or whatever. And then I remember I asked Iman, and Iman was like, I said, yo, I think I want to get Dave. And she's like, nah. She's like, yo, that nigga. She said, that nigga's a star. He going to be da-da. And then I told my wife, I'm like, yo, it's this kid. I'm like, yo, his name Davies. I'm like, I said, this nigga fire. I said, yo, I feel like this going to be the one. Like. Cause I was doing a lot of shit for Chris and them post Rockefeller, and Chris wasn't like doing it, and I just was like, yo, you know what? That's my brother, but I gotta start moving in my own direction. Right. And I, I never forget, uh, what's his name, Dave. I was like, yo, let me chop it up with you. He was at uh J Mills uh mom's crib. Well, he was over there with, with, yeah, with that sound crazy. He, he uh, was over there with, with, um, with Mills with, with, with Mac with Mac with Mac yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went over there. I sat with him. I said, yo, Dave, I said, yo, anybody managing you or anything? He like, nah. He like, I do all this shit myself. I said, you lying, bro. He said, nah, I, I really do. I've been doing this shit for a while, but he's like, I've been, I'm really doing this myself. Like, I'm, I'm wanting to make something out of it, but I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just doing shit. And I was like, I said, I said, I want to manage you. He's like, word. I'm like, yeah. I said, I want to manage you. He was like, you serious? I'm like, yeah. I said, I promise. I said, I promise I'm going to make you rich. Mm. I said, I promise I'm going to make you rich, my nigga. I promise you that. He was living in the projects. I was living in the projects. But I knew, bro. I just, I had a vision for this nigga. And it, and it come from a lot was, even I, I credit, I'm not just because my brother here, bro, Hovain and what he had did with his artists at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I was following a lot of shit that he was doing, Sycamore was doing, just on the like um, executive side. Because these niggas is executives without without a, a corporate office. These right. niggas is doing it off, off the muscle. Right. So I'm watching niggas. I'm like, damn, I feel like, and then Hovain told me I could do it. I'm like, all right. I get with the kid. 
every time I get an artist, first thing I do is call everybody. I call everybody, bro. I call everybody by day. I call Lenny. Yo, you know how many people passed on this nigga, bro? I call Lenny S. This is my brother. Love him to death. He passed. I call DJ Drama. Drama passed. But I ain't gonna, he ended up passing for Uzi, which I can't knock that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a chance to manage Uzi, too, at that time. Philly, so that makes sense. Yeah, yep, I had a chance to manage Uzi, but I, I, I put my chips in the bag with Dave. I called I call Diz. I'm like, yo, I got this kid. The first, the first thing I did, I went to his studio. He was recording the Queens. He played me Black Rose. It was hard, but it was like missing little shit. So I was like, yo, you need, you might need this or that. I went to, we, we went to, I took him uptown, Dizza. Facts. We, we chilled in the spot with, with this nigga, with Wayne Crazy Ass. <laughs> nigga smoked all that. I said, yo, Dizza, just please, bro. I said, just give me a verse from this nigga. He like, I got you. And I had a little like, buzz at that time. Too. Yeah, he's not, he's buzzing crazy. I was thirsty nigga had, my brother. Nigga, you had a record with Kendrick Lamar at the yeah. time, man. What the fuck? You buzzing. <laughs> I was just thirsty to help because I'm just like, all right, this new nigga from Harlem that's coming with my brother. Yeah. And I'm the first nigga to, to work with him that, that got even, some type of buzz. Yeah, I'm like, fact. I'm on that. But even though Sh- even Shipes too, because it's like- I was on Black Rose, right? That was on Black Rose. Yeah. The crazy thing was, is like, a lot of people don't know this, like, Shipes wanted me to get down with him when he started Cinematic. That's the fact. When he started it. I'm talking about that nigga wanted me to be his partner. I did not know what the fuck a partner was. <laughs> I was just like, Shipes, you got a job for me, nigga? Like, I ain't trying to be no boss, nigga. You I had Polo, you had links, my nigga. I, but I didn't, I didn't view it as that. Shipes, his, I attribute that to my, my brother, bro, because I, I got major love for Shipes. Shipes, he had a vision when we were younger, and I didn't have that vision. He had a vision of everything he's done. Mm-hmm. For everything I've done, I didn't have that at the time. I was 21 years old. Dizzle put us, Dizzle put us in. Um, he's like, yo, I want you. He kept telling me, I want you to meet my man Shipes. I want you to meet my man Shipes. Mm-hmm. I went, I met him. I, you know who I fucking showed Shipes, bro? Who? I showed him Vodka from Philly. You know Vodka. Oh, I showed him Vodka and I showed him Cheek Raw. Because because when Beans, we was trying to do the next version of State Property. Okay. And we was grabbing. We we used to. I was on that nigga was on house arrest. I was living with him. He was on house arrest. Mm-hmm. Bro, we was watching Starlito's Way DVD, all them DVDs, bro. We was watching Chico. Bro, we had we had this nigga Chico Raw in the studio with Kanye before, bro. And you know what Chico Raw was doing? What? He was on the internet looking at guns. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. But, but, bro, so, like, with the Dave, when I got Dave, it just was a multitude of watching my brother hold success, watching Shipe success. Because, remember, we skipping over a lot of time I spent... Sitting in the crib with you, Spitter, Nipsey, Facts. Crit. I was about to get to the well, Nipsey Well, we gonna, shit. Like, we get to that. Like, so right. let me, I'm going to finish the Dave shit. So right. Dave, you know, bro, like, it's crazy because, and I just say this about artists today. I I, I say it, no, no bullshit, because me and Dave, we actually spoke. You know, we hadn't spoken in a while. And then, you, you spoke? Know, yeah, we spoke. Man, can, can I, how, 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 how do I use my board? <laughs> you were, you were. Yeah, I need right, to right, right, right. Can I get applause no, for that? How do I so, do this shit? No, Oh, man. Like so, me and Dave, we spoke. The thing is, is this: everybody always wondered why me and Dave and this and that third. That's me and Dave business. That's our business. Did we have a fallout? Yes, but why we've had a fallout? That's our business, and ain't nobody else's business. But what I will say is that when he saw my pops pass away, he immediately reached out to me. Really? He immediately really? reached out to Real me. Nigga. He said, "Yo, bro." He said, "Man, and I hadn't spoken. To, I haven't spoken to Dave in years, bro." I know. This is head. new news. You just broke it on my shit. Yeah, yeah. You just broke it on the personal part of me because yeah. I didn't know that. He um, you know, it just was it was like just just it's love, it's just love, bro. It's like end of the day, 
I never, regardless of what me and him went through, I never wanted nothing bad to happen to me. I, this is a nigga that I used to go pray with every Friday. Facts. I took him to take a shahada. I know. I, I prayed with him every day. We made, bro, we made millions of dollars. Like, we made money, bro. He, I, the, every big check he got is every big check I got. Mm. The first time we seen all them zeros, he see, I seen them with him. We seen them together and we broke that bread. You know what I'm saying? I moved out the hood. I, I moved out the hood. He moved out the hood. We did that together. So none of that could be erased. So I would say that, like, regardless to whatever people think or this, because there's a lot of rumors, lot of tons rumors. of rumors. Yeah. None of that shit matters. I never spoke on it, though. That's because that's because no matter what, he got love for me and I got love for him. Love regardless it. to all of that. I love it's this. a lot of it's just, it's subs on the way though. It's like it was a lot of subs. It was a lot of subs and bullshit. But this this but, but, news but, but, made my but, but, eyes but, water a little. But nah, but that you know that I, I got that. I got nothing but love and respect for Dave. You know what I mean? And, and I'm happy. Congrats. He just had another kid. You know what I'm saying? He reached out to me. He re, yeah he he reached out to me when my pops passed away, and that was really big because that was a really tough time for me. But you know. Again, bro, like you know, we, me and Dave, the rest is history. People see what we took it. What I, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to get at was this: when I was working with Dave, I, I could name a whole bunch, a slew of rappers that I worked with. I never seen a nigga work harder than him when he, when his back was against the one he was trying to make something happen for himself. Survival tactics. I'm talking about, bro. The first two deals that me and Dave got don't even add up to what they offer these kids today. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about this kid put in, Dave put in fucking work. Yeah, we was in Atlanta. His man came down with us. This one we was working on, Hate Me Now. Yo, we trying to go to strip club. That nigga Dave said, I'm not going. I got work to do. He was like, he stayed in the studio, bro. That's and at the time man. when he was doing Hate Me Now, Lil Uzi was doing Love Is Rage. That's why Lil Uzi, my, that's my little man forever. That's a fact. You know what I mean? That's, but, that's but, real. Now, hold on. You yeah. said you took you took Dave to do his shahada. Who took you to do yours? I took my shahada in Beanie Siegel living room. See how crazy this is? When you see that cycle? I knew yeah. that. I just oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I took my shahada in Beanie Siegel living room. Because when Beans was on, he was on house arrest. I was the only person that stayed with him. I just, I didn't care. Like, he, he needed somebody to be there. And he was fighting an attempted murder charge. You know what I mean? Like, I remember that. That was documented. Yeah. I, I was. you bought Sieg to the hood. I bought, yeah, I bought Sieg to the hood. Nobody was outside, mad people. Nobody wanted to be outside that day. I was mad. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. came through in the fire. hood look crazy, bro, We came bro. through in the big 500. Oh. I had on a diamond shit. Remember, I was wildin'. You I was, was wildin', wildin', son. Bro, I was coming. But you know what? You know, this is why I be saying, what a time to be so young. Because when I was walking around with beans in the chains, I was, I was, and I'm not saying this as a bragging point by no means. This is idiotic. Things I was doing, but I'm carrying every day because I'm daring a nigga. I remember, I remember my man came to me like, my man came to me like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? I see you got the chain and the watch on and all that, but you might want to put. I said, I wish a nigga would ever try to take this fucking chain. If a nigga try to take this chain and ended up on the news, I'd be, yo, I can't even believe the kid I was, bro. I'd be like, yo, if I seen a nigga do it, I'd be like, oh, this nigga. What? Like, but I just, you know, I, I was just, I've always been, like, when I was younger, I was just eager to prove myself. You know what I mean? I was eager to prove myself. That, that was just our surroundings from where yeah. we were from. They just it it made us be defensive. Yeah, bro. We come we 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 grew up in hostility. That's why we hostile, bro. Facts, facts. That's a fact. Yo, you remember my first time going to LA and coming back and telling you oh, about yeah. this artist that um that bro. Johnny found that I'm like, yo, this nigga is he gonna be the next thing, bro. This yeah. nigga is like Snoopy, but he a new version of this bro. nigga. Bro, he's really on. Don't make me life. cry on here today. R. R. Net, Let man, me fuck you up. Talk, Let me man. show you my first flick. The biggest impact, man. The first bro, flick man. I took of this nigga in Harlem when I took him to Harlem for the first time. That's crazy, yeah, man. Yo, we gotta put that picture in front up. of M and G's, bro. Yo, I'm a, you know what's so crazy about Nick? Sure so a lot of people, up. like a lot of people, think that. Well, a lot, I want to say a lot of people think people don't know that. Like 
Niggas don't know that I met Nip through you. I met Nip in 08. Before that. Before that. Huh? Famous Factory. I remember. No, I was there. I got, I got footage of that. That show right there. No, I got footage of that. Because remember them, them cameras, the, the shit that used to, the, the flip cameras? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got one of them shits hove in my crib. It's got the USB. But I I, I filmed that. I filmed the day of fucking Ray Ray, Ray, Ray funeral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yo. I, but I got that. I got that show. So look, bro. No bullshit. Shit with Nip. I, I never forget this is like, yo, it's this nigga, he from Cali. Like, yo, this nigga like Snoop, bro. He like, he remind me of Snoop. He like, he crip nigga. He mad tall, got the braids. <laughs> and this nigga fire. I remember one day, me and Dizza, we was coming down to, because Shipe's crib was the hangout spot. You know what I mean? So like, we was coming to, to Shipe's crib. We was walking. And him, Shipe's and, 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 and Nip was on, on the corner at that restaurant. They was Half having key. lunch. Was having and then the Dizza had the key to the, to the crib. So he like, Shipe's like, yo, just go ahead, go upstairs. We go upstairs. And Nip come upstairs and he talking. I thought it was so funny. Cause the thing about it is like Crips in New York don't say cuz all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yo, bro. He every word this nigga said was cuz. Yo, cuz. Yo, like, like yo, yeah, 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 yeah yo, bro. Yo, everything he was like, he like cuz, he like cuz, man. I, I, yo, this shit crazy, cuz. He like everything he kept saying was cuz. <laughs> I thought that shit was so funny because I went back there. I said, yo, I said the I said the, I met the Nipsey nigga. I said, yo, that nigga be saying cuz all the time. I ain't know that. That nigga be saying cuz all the time. But no, bro, Nip. Yo, Nip, um, what's crazy about that is like, you know, I had known Nip because it's a few times I've been in Shipe's crib with him. And then, um, you know, years later, when Karen, Karen Civil, my sister, our good sister, Karen, man. I love Karen, man. That's my sister. She's given me tons of advice over the years. Not only that, she's put money in my pocket. Feel me? And she and we got genuine love for each other. She got a podcast right now? Too, yeah, right? she got a podcast yeah, got coming a podcast. soon. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, when I was doing Cool Mentality, Karen had called me and she's like, yo, she said, Nip, she like, yo, Nip doing Breakfast Club tomorrow. She like, come and make sure you got blue hats. She's like, make sure you got hat. Bro, when Nip, when I seen Nip, it was his first Breakfast Club interview. Mm. So I'm sitting outside, don't nobody know. Because <laughs> I had a great, like the Breakfast Club, they my friends. You know what I mean? And, and like, Yee, that's my Shout sister, Charlamagne. Yeah. And, um, you know, while we're doing this shit, well, he Nip comes out and they taking flicks. Nip took like 20, he remembered me from you. Cause this was kind of years later, but he right. remembered me from you. He's like, yeah, I remember you, nigga. And then he took like ten. Yo, bro, I still got the pictures. He took like ten, like ten or fifteen pictures of my hat, bro. And I, when I put that hat up, I mean, Nipsey wasn't the Nipsey, you know, at, at his demise. But like, I sold like a good fifteen hats off that pick. You know what I mean? I'm, and then, and then after that, that's another one who once you know me and Nip. I mean, me and Dave started working together. We go to L.A. and me and Karen connect him and Nip. And you know, Nip had us on his block with him, and, and that shit tied full circle. Full circle, bro. And it was crazy about Nip is, is like, bro, he had like, like this nigga. He anything you trying to do, like, bro, you could be like, yo, my girl wanna, um, you be like, yo, my girl trying to start a lipstick line. He be like. Oh, work, huh? Like, I know a, I know a nigga who, like, he yeah. he got the nuts and shit. He be like, he got the packaging. He like, you want me to connect with you? I swear to God, bro. Yo, bro, this nigga. Bro, so the first day, the first day, like, Dave and him, like, link up, link up. We in LA. We got a show and shit. We in LA. We go to, we go over by, you know, Crenshaw Slauson, mm-hmm. sitting in the car. You know, Dave, he connected over there with, you know, what, what he do, with his mm-hmm. affiliations. And, mm-hmm. you know, somebody came, make sure he's cool and shit. But then, like, we sitting there, we go in the store. The store looked like fucking, like, white tea spot. You know what I mean? before he built, yeah. He's white tea spot. He gave me shit. Well, I bought shit, too. But he gave me some shit. He gave me a hoodie for Kassir, for my son. He, like, then we went from there. We went to his block because they shot a video. 
we shot the video and shit. And then he was like, we ain't gonna stay here too long. You know, that nigga be in and out. <laughs> we, yo, all them niggas, everybody in Cali, like, it's like cars, like, New York not like that, bro. Cars is going all day. Every car, nigga be sitting here talking to you, and the whole time he talk to, nigga eyes is like this. On the car. Facts. Every single car. Facts. Nigga eyes like this. Niggas come over, throw some shit up out the window, they throw shit up out the window. Like, it was crazy. Then we, we went from there to his studio, and then me and Dave, you know, this, at this time, me and Dave is, we making some money. Like, we got money now. So, we wanted to build a studio. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Nigga Nip like, he like, yo, cuz, y'all want to build a studio? He like, yo, when do you want to build a studio? I'm like, yeah. He like, well, let me know. He like, the nigga who built mine, he do custom jobs. I send that nigga right to you. <laughs> y'all can work it out. However y'all work it out. Hey. Go ahead. Like, bro, anything you wanted to do. If you, t- you could tell a nigga I'm trying to open McDonald's, he'd be like, yo, listen, the way you got to open McDonald's is, cuz, you got to meet the nigga over here. He'll te- uh, bring you that nigga. Yo, he had advice for everything and I'm... I'm forever grateful for the relationship that I had that was birthed through you. Because even when I would see him, and the only regret I always had with my relationship with Nip is he would always tell me to come out with him. Every time I see him and I didn't. Last time I saw him was at Charlotte All-Star Weekend. And this is when I had TJ Porter. Mm. We we going in a Dreamville brunch. He walking out. Him, Adam, all of them. I love Adam. That's my nigga. I love Adam. Um, And one thing Nip will always do is like, if he see me, and he with 10 niggas, he'd make all of them niggas walk over to me. Like, that nigga really moved like he had the FOI with him, bro. I, I, yo, I got a good, my, a good bro, last year. They all move. They come to me. Like, he gave me a pound. He's like, yo, ain't no so I said, it's my artist, TJ Porter. He's like, oh, worry. Like, where you from? He like, follow me. Like, oh, you, you fucking with the right nigga. Da, da. He like, yo, he said, we going to go out tonight, nigga. He like, hit my phone. I'm like, I'm going to hit your phone. Never hit his phone. <laughs> Never hit his phone. Because I just, you know, you know it's crazy because people do that to me. They're like, I don't want to bother you. You know what I mean? But I I wish I would have had that, uh, an experience of, because we did do shit, though. Like, we did, um when Dave, like, when I was managing East, we did shit with him in Minnesota. Like, we had a show together in Minnesota. We did a few things with them. You know what I mean? But, like... That's how Dave and um, Nip build a relationship? Yeah, dude. Like, when me and Cameron... You know what I mean? Cameron, um... Me and Cameron, like, we put them on the phone together and shit because Cameron, we was trying to put Dave on the marathon agency. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, we have connected them and all of that shit. And, like, they, they built their own relationship mm-hmm. after we connected them and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then they had, like... You know, they got their street affiliation. So, like, you know... The niggas that they fuck with, they fuck with them, and they they mesh well, and you know what I mean. It's all love, man. I just I be like, damn, bro, like that that shit took the air out of me when that brother passed, man. For real. Yeah, that, that shit, man. I still get emotional when I think about that shit. The last time I seen Nip was um I want to say Henny Palooza in L.A. Mm. I was with Wale, and uh, Wale had went to do like a. Surprise performance because you know, yeah, yeah, they always do the profi- surprise, shit. surprise performance, shit. <clears throat> and we on the stage, and this stage is like probably the biggest stage as far as no homo. It was a long ass stage, right? And it's, the stage is always packed. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip, it was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Because mm-hmm. it's Henny Palooza. And I just see this tall nigga all the way down <laughs> here with this black leather. And I look and it's this nigga nip. And somehow me and this nigga lock eyes and he just hit me one of these. Yeah, yeah. He always <laughs> give you that shit. He always give you that shit. Like, what is, like, and then he starts. Yeah, he's done 60. And, and, and then he walk my way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it felt like the whole stage opened. Bro. And the nigga gave me the big dap and the hug. And yeah, bro. Just, and he with his girl. And niggas is, you know, introduced me. And nigga like, yo, Smoke Low. Because he always called me Smoke, smoke Low. Yeah. He like, Smoke Low, man. I love you, cuz. Yeah. You doing it, nigga. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, you doing it, nigga. Yeah. You here. Yeah. And it was like, 
It, it was the best last. Yo, bro, but think about this. Every time, every time you see him, it always is a moment. It was always. It's always a moment when you see that nigga, bro. Every time, like I remember when he got nominated for a Grammy. I saw him at the Grammy party, and I was with like, like I was with a, a few of the like my my GS9 homies and shit. Mm-hmm. He came, him, Lauren, all. He made everybody come over to me. He seen me. He walking in that nigga. Everybody came over to me. He like, yo, I said, I'm about to go to the, um, I said, he said, he said, you going to the store before you leave? I was like, yeah, we was in LA. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he said, you know, nigga, hit my phone. He like, I'm going to make sure that niggas put, I know you like to buy your own shit, but niggas going to put extra shit in your bag, nigga. He like, you good on that show? He like, I like seeing you on that show. Like, like he, he, he show me, show me love, man. Speaking of that show. Yeah. Because I know my guys, I, I don't want to keep you here for too long, but I want to, I want to <laughs> get all my, all my right, shit. Right, 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 right. So, so that show that we speaking about, Everyday mm-hmm. Struggle. Now, before you got to that show. Your voice on the internet alone on Twitter, yeah. That that whole world, I felt like it wasn't no ceiling for it. It right. just felt like you know people would follow suit to what you said. So me seeing you on a complex show didn't really. It wasn't a surprise for me. I'm Yo, like, why everybody is, say that, bro? Because it just <laughs> wasn't, bro. Because you you always had a structured opinion. It, mm. it wasn't an opinion of hate. It yeah. wasn't a shock value. Right. It was a structured opinion where it was like people could. Relate to your opinion because yeah. mo- most times when you say something, I'd be like, "Damn, this thing is right." <laughs> so for you to be on that show and then to be on that show after All Joe the... left, yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. So it was like you was you was you had a task where people didn't know how it was gonna go, and after the year that Joe had, oh yeah, yeah, that was, because... right, bro. So think about that's crazy that you say that because look. That was not in my sights in my career in my life ever. I wanted to be rich and nobody know me. That's what I really want to be. Like, like I got yeah, I, I got to a point where I was like, I want to be a rich nigga that like the nigga, the nigga that the nigga that pull up in a in a in a um the nigga that pull up in a um in a Lamborghini with with a Nike Tech sweatsuit on that well, don't nobody know like you know what Oh yeah, nah. It, 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 You're you rich. Nah, we, we, we. <laughs> oh, this is. Po- I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Well, I, I only did this one day because I was bored. But 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 but. Now I'm doing alright. That's a fact. But the show. So literally, like I said, I never saw that in my sights ever. I never. That was never one of my goals. And um, what happened was, you know, Nadeska. Shout out to my sister Nadeska. Um. When I was managing East, that's how I met her. She was working at MTV at the time. You know, she was doing Rap Fix Live and all mm-hmm. that. And she was doing editorial. So they came uptown. She came uptown to, to the East Side and interviewed East one time. You know what I mean? And um, me and her got cool. And anybody that know me, man, we exchanged contacts. Like, we might not talk all the time, but like, every now and then, I'm a, if I know you got kids, I'm going to ask how they doing. If your mom's is sick or your mom's doing all right, you want, we always going to be, we always going to have that if we got like mutual respect for each other. And, and everybody you meet, you ain't got to get money with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the biggest misconception is that like, yo, all right, bro, let's link and let's build and let's make, like, let's take over the world. No, we don't have to do that. We just be cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So me and the desk was just cool. Mm-hmm. And I was a fan of the show. I'm watching the show every day. You know what I mean? Um, when Joe was on it, because you know I got a lot of love and respect for Joe. Um, and uh, watching the show, and then you know the whole shit transpires. I, I didn't really pay attention to when the whole shit ended like that. Like I was at this time, I'm transitioning out of my shit with Dave, so it's like I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what's my next thing I'm gonna do? Who's gonna be my next artist? Like really, how I'm gonna pay my bills for real? For, you know what I'm saying? Like like that's that's the biggest thing. And um, I literally was watching an episode when Star came on. And, you know, Star, bro, I used to wake up early in the morning. Star, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro. That's, that's you know, I, I got a lot of, you know, everybody, you know, act, they, she got, I mean, I got his thing with, I mean, with um, Star, um, fucking Nadeska, she had a thing with Star. But for me, like, Star, you know, I never really had a problem with him 
because when I had a uh, came on the show, like this is a nigga that I woke up early, extra early in the morning to go to school so I could hear him on my Walkman. You know what I mean? This is a nigga who, who like, I woke up early because he was funny. You know what I'm saying? And he was entertaining and um. Controversial. Yeah, controversial, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't agree with everything he did, but like I, I was a fan of Star. Like, keep it a hundred. Mm-hmm. So like I, I came on the show, I hit Nadeska, you know, cause she her and Star had a little spat and um I was um she was like saying something to him, they was having like a little back and forth and I texted her like, Yeah, took your shit, you know what I mean? She hits me in the back like a week later, like, yo, um she's like, Yo, Wayne, I'm such a bad friend, but yo, you know what you should she's like, Come on the show and debate with us one day. I'm like, For real? She like, Yeah, I'm like, All right, cool. So at this time I was about my company is called Triangle Offense. I was transitioning to that. Well, as far as from a merchandise standpoint, mm-hmm. and I had my hat. I was about to go hard with the merch starting that January. February or whatever And I went there I was really just trying to Wear a dope outfit Promote my hat and shit And just talk about music And I came there that one day I never left It's crazy I came there and never left Until you know Of course we, we finished we, closed, we finished the show And it's so funny Because like Even when I got on the show bro I got a lot of hate From when I when After Because I was on there As a guest with Star And then When I actually got onto the show I got a lot of hate Not from Fans who just are fans Of Joe Button But I got a lot of hate From like Journalists, like mm. I seen certain shit. On you. I mean, like I want, I want to say, I always feel like, man, Martin Luther King was hated, and they killed yeah, him. So if niggas right. ain't taking it that far, I ain't really no hate. All Martin Luther King Day, right? Now. Right, you feel me? Right, but but the thing was, is like, yo, bro, like end of the day, is like I don't, I don't never use like for me, this this whole shit is monopoly, bro. Like it's, it's easy, not not easy in the sense of like I'm diminishing what it is that I do. I'm saying like you know. Bro, if niggas only knew half the shit I've done in my life to to pay my bills or to help my mother or to take care of my kids, bro. Talk your shit. Y'all niggas not gonna play with me. Talk your shit. By no means, like, and I'm not even on that type of time. But y'all not gonna play because I've 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 I grew up. We grew up in the same environment, Dizza, but like, I grew up in an environment where it's like, bro. The, the shit that y'all call crazy is I, I Saturday night the party. That's normal. You know what I mean? And, and I don't and I don't take that's that. Normal. And that's what I'm saying. I, I don't use that as no special power. It's not cool or none of that. But I'm not on that in this. I'm, I'm I came in, I'm in here. I'm trying to be an entertainer. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm now I'm an entertainer. So the same people that I was managing making money for them, I'm making the same money they making. But but I'm an entertainer now. So it's like I'm in a positive space where I'm just trying to use my voice to encourage, uplift, and talk shit. If it ain't nothing like crazy, we ain't gonna play around. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen certain people, it's people saying like, "Who is this nigga? Like he ain't never did nothing in this game. He ain't solidified. He ain't no." One fact is that I'm not a journalist. You know what I mean? Definitely not a journalist. But you have I a structured perspective. Well, what I will say is, is that I'm a I'm a person who um, takes advantage of opportunity when it's provided for me. If you if you tell me like if if a nigga told me you you wanted to just like make a bottle to sell iced teas and I'm gonna come up with a whole another idea as how we could do that you know what I'm saying so I'm I'm gonna take it as far as I can and and once I came on the show you know it was a little I wouldn't say scary it was a little vulnerable putting myself out there like that you know um but I love it bro I made like great I did that show for three years. It's crazy how three years went so that fast. That fast, right? Yeah. I mean, so crazy. I made a ton of money. And, and then, you know, <laughs> your life is so crazy. In, in closing, right? Because, right. you know, after that, it's funny how we went the whole history from the beginning. Right. And now we be at the tail end. That's a fact. So after you leave Everyday Struggle, um, you you get a new gig. Well, I, I got the gig. Well, well, I, or pre-leaving Everyday Struggle, you had Well, I can't. I, 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 well, so... 
my next shit, which I ain't say nothing. No, about not the next shit. shit. I'm talking about asylum. Oh no, no, asylum. I did that while I was at Everyday Show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yo, that's the thing. It's like what's crazy is like it ain't no media personality that been a, a record executive at the same time. This is what I'm saying. You know what I mean, you feel me? like, we and, did had an artist that's well has an artist. Yeah, yeah. Side of baby, Side of baby. That's my brother. Love. So I just was in record. Detroit with them, bro. Them niggas is crazy out there. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Detroit is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just you know what it is. Every day I wake up. I still got that same thirst as a kid, like just want to go outside and ride my bike. You love what you do. Bro. I, yeah, then I do what I love. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, is like, I be thinking about my life, bro. Like my shit is a fairy tale in the sense of like I really got everything I wanted. I got the girl I wanted. You know what I mean? I got I got the the the, the stuff. I was I just wanted once I got a little older, it just became to the point where I just wanted to do something to make my family happy, make my that my mom and my dad, you know, rest in peace to my dad. But like. That he could be proud of. My dad was a, a street nigga that got a lot of bread, so it's like. Peace to Big Wayne, man. I yeah, loved him, man. Yeah, loved man. Him. He loved me. Yeah, loved my pop said nigga. That, that was our His mind. Instagram, man. It'd be crazy because I'd be looking at pictures, and the first like comment I'd be seeing is a comment he left, like on like some of my old pictures from like this last year. So it's like I'm still adjusting to that, but you know, um, yeah, man. I just wanted to make my parents happy more than anything, and I just wanted to. Be an example, man. It's like I'm also I'm from the Bronx. Like a lot of people get it twisted and be like, "Oh, where you from?" I'm from Harlem, but I am from the Bronx as well. I was born and raised in the Bronx, and then I moved to Harlem. HBO, Harlem, Bronx only. <laughs> right, 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 right. You feel me? So it's like you know, for me, um, I just wanted to be a representation of something that a kid, boy, a girl, you know what I mean. No matter where you from, care if you from the hood or if you from the burbs. Everybody got their struggles to look at and be like, "Damn, here's a person who." You know, the the hand that was dealt to them, they took that shit and they 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 they. I don't know car terms and none of that shit when it come to a full house or whatever that shit is, but did it like really did it? And I want I want to be remembered forever. Like I want people to look back. All I want, I swear. And you know what's crazy about this shit? My father's funeral, bro. Not many people came up to me. It was like your father was that nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I swear, bro. I didn't shed one tear at my father's funeral, bro. Not one, because my he told me not to. But not only that, I was happy. My father made it to be seventy years old. I was happy that, like, in my father's ending, that it was people who loved him, genuinely loved him. Like, I mean, genuinely, people was like, "Yo, man, I know your father. I didn't know my father had a fucking a scholarship to go to Xavier, bro. Full academic scholarship to go to Xavier, and he chose the streets. That's crazy. And I didn't know this, so it's like." For people to come to me and show me, all I want, because my day going to come, it's going to come one day, but I want people to just say to my kids, yo, your father helped me. Facts. Not not your father gave me money. Your father, words that he said is shit I carry to this day. Ways that he lived is things I carry to this day. Your father, I know he's your dad, but he means a lot to the world. That's why I just want my contribution to this world to mean something to people. Mm. Give a fuck where you from. Well, look, it means everything no to me while we're living. Appreciate that, man. I love I you love too, bro. That's fact. Heart. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you, bro. I'm so happy to have you in the space. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, this is my new passion along with the music and everything else I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just talking to my friends and really getting that narrative out. That to show all these other kids and you know adults that still yeah, decided with doing right, things, right, right. but you could fucking do it. That's you a know fact. What I mean, it, 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 it could be done. Yeah. Um, 
You before before we yeah, before, before we, we gotta get, get ignorant here, real before, fast before, before we get out of here. You fucked Sherry Bryan's name. Uh, you fucked her name up, and you fucked. I said Sherry Bryan. No, her nah, name yeah. is not Sherry. Her name is Sherry. Sherry. And yeah. then and then you fucked Arabelle's name up last week. Yeah, her Arabelle, name is not I'll Annabelle. Her name is fucking Arabelle. So whatever no, your pick of the week is this <laughs> week, <laughs> you make sure you get that right. Yo 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 I'm new to this, people. I'm new to this. No, 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 you're doing a good no, job, no. though, bro. You're doing a good Thank job, man. No, 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 no. It's not about the job. You, you get people names right. Would you, would you like if somebody fucked your name up? Nigga, fuck my name up all the time, nigga. I, do you like it? You, you, what's my name, Smoke? Say my name, my full name. Menage, that's not my name. <laughs> Menasha, nigga. Yeah, all right, then say my name right, nigga. nigga that's how I pronounce yeah. it, nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. Listen, man. You, you answer to listen, it. Listen, listen. Just go ahead, man. Give your shit. Look, look, look. We're going to let you pick the porn star of the week. Porn star of the week. Okay. Oh, you, you got one? I got a few I could refer to. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, we let him pick porn star of the week. Now, I had, because you know, because you know, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in the 90s. I'm a oh, 90s. On, nigga, we, niggas, niggas were shaking the dice, bro. Well, my block, we call it get money. Talk to him. We call it get money on my block. Talk to him, baby. Nah, and you know what's crazy? Yo, you know what's crazy, though? When niggas was younger, niggas would be like, nah, who you get money to, my nigga? Who you get money to, man? No fake love. Man. Shut up, nah, alright, so no, listen, we, pick it up, we pick it up for the start of the week. Alright, what's the pool? Me? What's the pool? You got a pool? I had two. Who's your two? Alright, so look. Oh, look, look, look. That was just for the culture. Right, okay, okay. I was trying to do, you know, I was trying to pay because we was giving flowers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to pay homage. Right. I, I usually go new or independent, but we going, you know what I'm saying? But if you got one, nah, we, I got... we rolling with you. All right, so look, I'm going to tell you. No, no, but I got a, I got a, um, I got one, but then I got an honorable mention. Do I have one in an honorable yeah. mention? Yeah, I got, but the, the honorable mention, niggas might not know. It's all good. He knows. So, all right, so, niggas, this nigga knows. Nigga, did you wash your hands today, nigga? I washed my hands. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so, um, nah. I got a goal. Roxy Reynolds the goal, bro. Wow, Roxy Reynolds, bro. Because, because, right, so, so, look, <laughs> no, because we, 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 we can say, we can say the two you had, right? But look, look, but you see, you see the two that we got, right? She was the third. No, all right, but look, Pinky, look, see the thing about Pinky, right? All right. Thing about Pinky is. Pinky was Jordan, but she ended up being Wizards Jordan when she got fat. Oh, that's crazy. She ended up being Wizards Jordan when she got fat. I, I still shut the, the dice to the BBW. <laughs> I, yeah, BBW Pinky caught five. She caught no, five. but my honorable yeah. mention is Serena Ali. I don't know. You, oh, you know who he, Serena oh, Ali is? You know everybody, oh, bro. This nigga's a spank bang legend. I fucks with you, bro. So we put Serena up. Yo, my nigga, this is my nigga. Nah, man. Serena Ali. Nah, my Serena nigga. Ali fire. Nah, <laughs> Serena, I'ma see you tonight, baby. All right, P-O- see you P-O- tonight. P-O- you know what I'm saying? I got to work, bro. I'll be there at 12. You know P-O-W, P-O-W or the week, Serena Ali. Serena Ali. Serena Ali. Serena Ali. Before, before. Roxy, Roxy, we got to put Roxy. Roxy the GOAT, dog. Roxy the GOAT. Roxy, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She. Look, but, she got but, ties in the hip hop. Before, you know what I mean. before we get out of here, shout out to our sponsors, Ultra High. Shout out to Ultra High, Ultra High. the best motherfucking weed on the black market right now. Talk to you me. know what I mean? I'm a black market shorty. Even though we just opened up our dispensary in Detroit, I wish I had my little, uh, my little shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right, right, yeah. We just opened our dispensary. First smoke be out dispensary in, D- in Detroit. You gotta relax. Shout out to Ultra High. Um, shout out to Packs and Pearls. The best roll-ups in the game. Better than backwards. Better than backwards. All right? 
Mm. All right. And then shout out to Spray 420. Um, you want to mask your weed smell. Uh, you like smoking weed in the bathroom when Lil yes, Paulie yes, is. I, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? I so I Lil Paulie got to use saying? the potty. You That's spray it. motherfucking this, uh, four, four this, this 420 saying, shit. Two minutes and you Gucci. Yeah, and you get that going. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my fucking pops is calling me to harass me right now. No but, fake Sean. Love. No fake love. <laughs> Yo, no my boy. Love. No fake love. You know what I'm saying? Hit them up. At No Fake Love, right, on Instagram. I'm working right now. I'm going to call you back. No Fake Love Apparel. No Fake Love Apparel on Instagram. Hit them up for your hoodies and all that streetwear. You know what I'm saying? Get right. Do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Um, In closing, you know what I mean? Um, I love everybody. I don't even have no slick therapeutic shit to say. Even though I did therapy this morning, I just I, I can't give a gem that I normally give. But I'm going to tell everybody, stay safe, stay dangerous, um, stay out the way. And what's that stupid shit you say? Curls for the girls, wave for the babes, and that's for the hood rats. Let's go. Show <laughs> <laughs> Broadway, ho. Yeah, yeah, I did. Way no one, what not? You know what I'm saying? My motherfucking yeah. brother, I love you. Niggas don't know about Serena Ali. Yo, my nigga. Niggas don't know about Serena Ali. Yo. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.